0: How does one simply sum up five years of work, time, process, losses, wins, and lessons into 10 points? I don't fucking know, but here it is. You're listening to In It. This is for anyone who is in the trenches, in the process and pursuit of a life fully lived. And I want you to know that I'm with you. I'm your host, Lindsay Plebiak. Let's do this. Happy New Year, gang. Welcome to a new year and a new season of In It. And I am so glad and grateful that you are tuning into this podcast again. As of this moment, we have officially hit over 100,000 downloads in six months. That is you guys, you have made this podcast uh, just absolutely incredible. And I'm so grateful for you listening, tuning in, sharing. Thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for being invested into this journey and in this process. And I wanted to start off uh, today actually with some lessons because I just completed a a goal that I have been working towards in the last five years. And I, you know, was getting a lot of recognition for this and I will proceed to get additional recognition in the coming months. And um, I was trying to sum it all up and I tried to like Type stuff. I tried to pull pictures out. I tried to, um, you know, communicate in some capacity about this journey. And as I said in the intro, how in the world can can somebody possibly take five years of time, experience, uh, lessons, hard, tough things and condense it down into like 10 bullet points? You know, I, I don't know. It feels like a like a large task, but I think that this is the format that felt best for me in being able to celebrate this um, because this is the place that I thrive the most in, and this is the place where I feel that I can communicate most effectively. And uh, I wanted to bring it to you so that you could could kind of sit with it today because I think it's just so important to talk about the process of something because here's here's the here's the facts. The fact is this. I have just reached an accomplishment of earning $1 million in commissions in my uh, online business in the last five years. Now, I'm going to be really frank about something. Depending on where, you know, you put me on a spectrum, that can either be extremely impressive or that could be, you know, average. Because the truth is, is that whenever we are working towards anything... There is always others that have advanced farther ahead of us, you know, in a shorter time. And there are others who we have advanced farther in, in a shorter of time. So depending on how you choose to look at this, this could, you know, blow your mind or you could be like, wow, you know, not that impressive. You know, it, it could go either way. Truly, it really could. But what I really want to talk about more than the recognition and the accomplishment is the lessons that came from that process and how, you know, I think if people were really honest with themselves, you know, everybody could, if, if I asked you right now, like right now, if I said to you, hey, would you be willing to like put some work in for five years to earn a million dollars? Like, hey, if you knew, if you could know that in five years of doing a business, you know, model of, you know, selling something, building a team, And you knew in five years, if you put that work in and that time in, that you have the opportunity of making a million dollars at the end of it, like, would you do it? You know, sit with yourself for a second and authentically answer that question. And I think if, I would be really curious almost to see the stats of how many people would say yes. You know, maybe they say, well, well, what does it involve or what does it entail? And, uh, you know, what if that person just said, you know, it's about showing up, sharing your offer and, you know developing people and building people into a team like do you think you could you think you could do it (laughs) you know maybe you would say yes maybe you'd say no that's not for me but I think a lot of people if they could know that there was a chance for it I think they would at least it would at least pique their curiosity and I think that a very important point of all of this is that the end result the one million or the money you know listen we're, we're all if if you're listening to this podcast, you're a business owner, you're an entrepreneur, the goal is to make money. Like that that's the goal, like, you know, of, of any business, it's to generate revenue and to generate commissions and, and whatnot. Those are fundamental principles that, you know, are essential to being able to build a business and nothing that I'm going to shy away from and nothing that I'm going to say is, you know, wrong, bad. No, like <laughs> I, I love business. I love entrepreneurship. I love working for myself and, and I am very passionate about earning money and helping other women make money and tips along the way. But I think that what I, what, what can happen is that, you know, when moments arise like this, where the accomplishment happens and the the recognition is present, you know, people will really, really, really like look at that end result and they'll just be like, wow, wow. Like, oh, that's incredible. Or like they turn around and it just kind of looks like it just happened or, oh man, that's just so amazing. You know, like it's just kind of this like wonder and, and also, you know, little, maybe a little bit of mystery there um and, and, and curiosity, but also I think it's just so easy to focus on, you know, that, that, that big moment, you know, that big win or like that end game goal that you're trying to work towards. And that's the easy part. Like, that's the easy part being like, oh my God, yeah, I would love to do that. Or, oh my God, congrats. You know, like that's the easy thing. And I felt like today, especially after just having accomplished this and processing this for the last 48 hours, it only felt right to me to share 10 hard truths that I wish I would have known over these last five years in order to be able to reach this milestone that I am so proud of, um, but that I think would have served me in a capacity to be able to either one- accomplish it sooner or two, to have been set up for the most success in order to receive it well. And I think that if I had been able to put into practice these 10 things that, again, I am amazed at myself that I was able to compress this down into 10 lessons, I think the process would have been less arduous. I think the process could have gone slightly smoother and I think more than anything, I would have felt a little bit more normal. And I think today, you know, my goal in sharing any of these things is to really help normalize so much of this work that feels like a mystery or it feels like, you know, maybe others or they know something that that we may not know or things like that. Like my goal is to just be so honest and transparent through through much of what I do and to just be real, (laughs) you know, I want to just be real about it. And I'm going to share with you guys the 10 hard truths. So number one, do not compare yourself to the exception. Compare yourself to the rule. So I want to just like do a little sidebar here about comparison. I might do my own episode about comparison, but I think it's really important to acknowledge something about comparison Everybody that gets on the internet that talks about how, like, they don't, like, compare, like, they try to demonize comparison. They try to, like, demonize what comparison is. And they try to act like it's something that they don't struggle with. I call, I call the most big, bu- like, the biggest bullshit ever. Like, I literally, I literally, like, pull the bullshit card out and go, you're full of bullshit. Like, comparison is something that we need to stop acting like it doesn't exist or that like we don't combat it, you have to actually, like you have to understand something. The thing that you try to avoid the most, you manifest the most. (laughs) So if you're constantly talking about like comparison, 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 and you don't wanna struggle with comparison, don't compare, you're only gonna actually create that thing more and more and more. The most important thing to do is actually acknowledge that comparison exists in our lives. Because when we can acknowledge those things, then we can actually do something with it. And comparison can be something that we can actually learn from if we are attuned in the right posture. You know, it absolutely can also be the thing that steals our joy and takes so much from our life. You know, both of these dualities can exist depending on how we choose to view it through that lens. And I think in making my point here today is that. A lot of times what ends up happening when you're working towards a goal or you're working towards, um, you know, achieving something or or in, in this case, you know, when I started my business, I remember I started and I had started literally from pretty much like nothing. I had never been able to, you know, I didn't really have this like huge brand on social media. I didn't, I had never spoken uh, really on camera before about anything Um, I had posted photos of myself, you know, here and there as a photographer, but majority of my Instagram was all pictures of other people. It was all, you know, videos, I'm sorry, photos of other people. And very rarely was I ever saying anything or talking much on stories or anything like that. So I just did not have the communication skills. And I think I had about 4,000 followers when I started my business. And like I said, it was pictures of other people. And so Um, when I started doing this, there wasn't really much for me to go off of. So I needed to be able to look around and to be able to learn from others who had gone, you know, before me and to be able to kind of gauge, how am I going to do this? How am I going to be able to show up and to be able to share? And I needed to be able to watch and observe to be able to learn. And, you know, through doing that, what ends up happening sometimes is, you kind of start seeing the more and more that you're maybe pressing into doing something or maybe you're starting this like new skill or maybe you're trying this new way, you'll end up seeing other people, you know, who are also doing the same things as you. But the difference is that you're watching different people's timelines and you're watching uh, people's different experiences professionally kind of on a uh, flat timeline. You're not actually, it's like compressed, like you're not actually seeing the whole journey of somebody's, how long they've been doing something, their network, how much they spent time into doing that. So for me, when I got started, I needed to be able to look out and to see examples of others that had gone before. But a huge mistake that I had made was watching other people who had, who, who were doing the similar things as me, but they were kind of accomplishing these things faster but I had a very compressed image of that, of that space. I think what gets really tricky for us is when that compressed space in what you're operating in is kind of set as, this is the standard of operations. This is what is, and I think this is something that people don't realize is so harmful. When, that, when, when someone is able to achieve something qu- quickly, that is awesome. You know, that's that's so good. But I think if we're not careful, if we start looking at that thing and we think that that's what we have to do or if we think there is something wrong with us because we are not doing it into that time frame, then I believe we start getting into unhealthy comparison, okay? And I think it's tough to not Encounter unhealthy comparison when you're in an atmosphere where fast wins are really, really, really acknowledged and celebrated. And listen, there's nothing wrong with being shown the possibilities of what is available because it shows us options. And ways of doing things that we would have not otherwise known. So, if, if 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 we had only been able to know, hey, the only way to you know achieve a million dollars in this business is you have to do it five years. Okay, that might normalize things, but then you see other people; it might take them ten years. You see other people; it takes them like six months. And if and if if you're not locked into what you're doing, it's going to be really, really, really easy for you to look at someone else because maybe you're learning, maybe you're trying to figure it out, maybe you're just trying to get your footing on things and you're perceiving what's going on around you and you're taking that in as evidence of this is the this is the this is the way that this is and what ends up happening and what I want to tell you is that those who are able to it's two twofold. Number one, a lot of times you're not really, you haven't really seen the whole picture of like the back work. You haven't really seen, like I said, that timeline. It's you're only seeing like a compressed clip of it. You're not actually seeing like maybe that person spent the last 10 years building a network. And then they take that network that they insert this, you know, their business model in or they their offer into, and that network is right there because they spent 10 years building it. For me, I didn't have a network of 10 years. I, I, you know, especially not where, one that I had been communicating with. So of course my timeline's gonna look very different, right? But I think if we're not careful, we'll, we'll see that you know thing and we'll be like, oh my God, like I can't do this in like three months, or I can't do this in six months, okay? And what you end up doing is you're comparing yourself, you're, you're holding yourself to a standard that is an exception. Literally, I would argue that the percentage of people that are able to make that happen is probably like 0.01 out of like a million, you know, it like, it's a small amount of people that are able to actually make that happen. In the grander scheme, there's actually a larger amount of people that it's taking them this, like a longer bit of time, but that's actually more of the norm. But you're looking at and comparing yourself to the abnormal, the not normal, and thinking that that's where you need to be my challenge would be let's compare you to your to the norm let's let's actually look and see where you are at in relation to the rule not the exception you'll hear literally looking at the exception being like oh my god the exception means that i there's something wrong with me no 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 that is that is like a 0.1% of 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 people and you're also not getting the whole picture okay so get your whole picture and then look at your whole picture and compare it compare it to the the rule, the large pool, the average of how many people go into this and be able to measure your results against that, my challenge is, is that you're probably going to be ahead of the average of the masses that go into something, okay? So you've gotta be able to, you gotta be able to get your arms around that. And you have to understand that comparing yourself to an exception in a timeline like that it's, it's doing nothing to help yourself. It's doing nothing to um, move you forward. And it's really just keeping you small. That's a huge lesson that I learned because I saw others be able to do these things faster. And I was very confused why I couldn't. Well, once I got okay with the fact that I'm not the exception, I, I was able to actually like crush. But for so long, I was like, oh my God, like, why can't, you know, why can't I like do this quicker or whatever? Why like, oh, what's wrong with me? I spent so much time there. I think it was because I thought I was supposed to. I think I, I thought that, you know, well, if they could, I can. Well, well, maybe not. Like they're them and I'm me. And I need to be okay with my process, my timeline, my journey. And it took me a really long time to get okay with it. And that's one of the biggest lessons. That's literally like the first lesson is like, I wish that I could have gotten more okay with my timeline faster because I think I could have enjoyed the process more. Like for real, for real. Like I think I was so frustrated for so many years in this process because I was frustrated how long it was taking because I was comparing to, because that's all, because again, people compare, like, let's stop acting like that's not a thing. <laughs> like it's a thing because we gauge we were trying to create you know judgment calls about being able to like formulate, you know, our our environments and and to be able to figure out where we are in, in relation to other things. But recognize, hey, this isn't serving me. This didn't help me. This kind of stunted me. And I'm telling you right now that the minute that I was able to actually start embracing and loving my timeline, loving my journey, being okay with it, taking the time it took, things got lighter pressure lifted. And I was able to actually enjoy, I I probably didn't start doing that until like maybe mm, probably like the beginning of the year. So really in five years, I've really only been doing this practice of not rushing my timeline for maybe like the last five months. And uh, I'm sorry, the last 12 months. And that has been really beneficial for me. So that's the first lesson. Don't compare yourself to the exception compare yourself to the rule recognize that more than likely you're probably making an impact greater than you realize and be okay with the time that it might take you because sometimes that is actually setting you up for more sustainability for um for more growth you know there are so many times that you know i've seen you know people be able to achieve quick wins but they don't have the inner strength that they need to be able to sustain those things like there's a thing called a one hit wonder you know, like, like you have one win, you knock it out of the park and that's the end of it. Because like, there wasn't like more process there and time has been my friend. And it's allowed me to be able to like, have, um, a little bit more, you know, stamina to be able to sustain those things rather than to be able to, you know, try to rush through them. Anytime that I tried to rush through, I ended up getting myself hurt. So that's, that's number one. Number two, this one is so important no one can stop you faster than you can stop you no one i think when you're first starting out i think it's really 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 easy for us to think that you know we need uh, like support like support from friends from family from from fo- your followers from people around you like we need we need that support and like we need we need we need to know that we're on the right track and we need to know that you know, someone's like got us and, 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 you know, we can, we have what it takes to be able to, you know, push this ball forward, you know, and we, we show up and we show up in confidence. We, we, we're putting ourselves out there. We're going for it, but, you know, maybe, you know, somebody makes a comment or maybe like their silence or maybe things fall flat and maybe, you know, somebody, like I said, makes a dig or, you know, they, they kind of go at you, you know, with, with like a passive thing about what you're doing. And the truth is, is that that might really be frustrating. And that might be like really, really hard when we're wanting those things from other people. And I think sometimes if we're honest with ourselves, we think that we need those things from people in order to succeed. And what I would challenge you on is nobody can really stop you the way that you can stop yourself. And what I mean by that is allowing those thoughts, words, comments, silences, no responses to permeate through the activity that you're doing, that will create a sense of self-doubt. And that is the thing that will stop you more than any comment, lack of response, silence, hater, that self-doubt will be the thing that will actually stop you more than any of those actual actions, words, and silences will. It's so important for you to recognize that nothing, nobody can stop you faster than you can stop you. By allowing to take those things in, and means something about you and about your journey, about where you're heading and about where you're going. No one can stop you faster than you can stop you. So when you feel that coming in, You got to be aware of it. And that's leading me into my third point. Number three, your ability to effectively manage your self-doubt may be the ultimate deciding factor in your success. Your ability to effectively manage your own self-doubt may be the ultimate deciding factor in your success. I think a lot of times people think like they think they have these thoughts they they think these things about themselves about their performance about the way people are perceiving them about the way that you know their content is looking coming off all these things that just go on in our minds like these tapes that just play and play and play we we think i think we believe a lie that we have to somehow overcome those beliefs to be effective to be successful to be um, out there to be like, I've got this, right? I think we think we have to overcome those things in order for that progress to happen. No, 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 no. You, you are deceiving yourself if you believe that you have to somehow overcome your self-doubt in order to be successful. It is not about overcoming it. Because to overcome something would mean that it's no longer there. It would mean that you had somehow erased it. You had never come against it ever again. And I'm just, again, like, I call BS, like, no way. Self-doubt's gonna come up for you every corner. You know, you're gonna doubt yourself throughout many different moments of growth and process and progress, okay? It is not about overcoming those feelings. It is about your ability to effectively manage the impact that it has on what you're doing. It is about learning to work alongside of it. It's about learning to partner with it so that it can teach you where you need to grow. Not act like it's not there not push it away, not it, not let it define what it means about you and about where you're heading. And I think I made a really big mistake on that. I think for so much of this journey, so many times, you know, I just had these self-deprecating thoughts. My belief would be so low sometimes. And I spent so much cognitive resources trying to push through, overcome, set aside, you know, move away from those feelings because I thought that that's what I had to do in order to show up as a more confident version of me. No, the more actually I think that I tried to move myself away from those thoughts, the more they grew larger. Again, what we avoid becomes bigger. And I thought I had to just like fight through it and I could just, I could just get over, you know, I could just be this strong person that could like just overcome it. I could do anything. No, you, no, you can't. No, you, yeah, 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 yeah. Sometimes, sometimes things aren't meant to be um, overcome. Sometimes these things are to be lessons, to teach us things and to show us and give us clues that we have choices about our belief systems, that despite those things being there, we can still choose differently. I cannot tell you how much happier of a person I've been, when I actually took action in my self-doubt, when I, when I started to like learn how to partner with it, like right now, gang, I'm recording, like I'm going like, to like, here we go, this is about to get like meta. <laughs> right now, I'm recording a podcast that I feel a lot of self-doubt in recording Like, I don't feel fully confident with the words that are coming out right now. I'm like, does this make any sense? Like, these are live thoughts that I'm actively combating while I'm talking to you. But I'm doing the activity, trusting myself, my experience, and you as the listener, that this message will reach you the way it needs to, it'll reach the right person. And it doesn't have to be perfect and flawless. And I can still execute this message today while I feel doubt inside my body. Like, that is huge. This is huge. So many times I would have waited until I quote unquote felt better, till I didn't feel self-doubt in order to execute this. But I'm here right now doing the activity. I'm doing what needs to happen today, even though those thoughts are very real for me today. Your ability to effectively manage your self-doubt may be the ultimate deciding factor in whether you can achieve success or not. It's not about overcoming it. It is not about acting like it's not there. Can you manage it? Can you work with it? Can you try to accept it as a growth opportunity for you? Not something that you have to shove away, push away, overcome, or act like it ain't there. Let it be your teacher. Number four, have your own back. Have your own back. This one might be like, I know we, like, I know they're like one out of 10. They're not in any order, like, of significance. But, like, <laughs> for me, this one might be, like, the biggest <laughs> significance of, like, the growing, the growth that I had to do in, in earning my first million dollars. Like, it was this. Having my own back. When I first started, I was literally so afraid. I had so much fear about everything, how I looked, how I sounded, how people were perceiving me, you know, it was just, it was nauseating. It was just actually like nauseating. Like who the fuck cares? Like it doesn't matter that much. Like it really doesn't, but like, come on, this is so real. Right. And for me, I was so concerned. I was so afraid of like, oh my God, you know? And I felt like I really needed to lean on the belief of others in order for me to believe in myself. I needed so, this is like crazy. I needed so much assurance, reassurance. Like I I, I would like do something and I would like constantly go to my husband. I would be like, was that okay? Like, did that make any sense? Like, is that all right? Like, did, I, did anybody understand me? Like, it, it was like, does that, does that sound weird? Like, do I need to redo it? Like, I, I would do that. I would like. I would like, I couldn't even like be in a picture by myself. I had to be like, okay, like there's someone with me. Like I'm not alone. Like I don't look like an idiot. Like this person can like help me like feel more confident about this. Like, I mean, it was just insane. It was crazy. And it's okay. Cause that's where I was when I first got started. Like that's where I was. I was stepping out. I was doing something new. I had never done anything like this before. I was putting my neck on the line. Like I was scared, like shitless. It's all right. It was okay. You know, it was okay. I wish I could go back and just like Take that version of me and like give her a hug. <laughs> you know, I, I had a, somebody on my team who I, I was just in uh the I was just in the Bahamas with and, and she said something to me. We've been working in uh in a working relationship now for the last couple of years. And she said, Lindsay, she said, God, I watch old videos of you. And she goes, You had so much nervous energy. And uh she was like, You just you were so nervous all the time. Like I could just like feel how nervous you are. And I'm like, I've just gotten better at hiding it. No. <laughs> No, that's not true. I I really do think I've been able to like work through a lot of that, which I'm, I'm proud of. I still really struggle with anxiety, like major, but I think a lot of this has been developed into like confidence and like assuredness. But when I said, have your own back, like I really mean that because here's what, here's what can happen if you're not careful. When you're trying to like work on these things, when you're trying to like step out and step up, you know, man, it's, this is just tough. Like this is hard to say, but it's the truth. You know, when you're trying to like climb higher and you're trying to like step up and out of something that is, you know, your life or you change your path, or you're trying to like, you know, God, for God's sake, like break generational curses, you know, a lot of like wealth and creating wealth and and the ideas that come up around wealth, or if you're stepping out of like poverty beliefs or mindsets or scarcity or these things, that man, that, that that is so deeply rooted sometimes in like lineage and culture and thought and like how you've grown up and belief systems and ideologies that are just enmeshed in in your life. And when you're trying to like step higher and go and and want more Man, so many things can happen. It can elicit responses in you. It can elicit responses in other people around you because you're kind of, you're you're going out of the norm. You're trying to go above and reach for things that maybe you've never seen before. You know, maybe you've never been able to see, and and you're creating like a new path and a new framework, and that can cause a lot of things to happen for for others as well as yourself and you know what i have found in my experience is that it's been both good and bad so like the the results will be like it'll be good or bad so like me trying to reach up has or trying to press forward or go forward you know there's a lot of people that cling on to that and think like this person can can impact me and can like like help me and change something or i want to go where they're going and that's a really incredible thing But at the same time, you know, if if you're not careful, people can actually be like, she will do this for me. Like, you know, like this can actually like and I think it's all innocent and harmless, but it's it's still there. And people can think like this is, you know, that that person can be able to create something for me rather than, you know, the ownership of I Can see this person as an example of where I want to go, but I have to be the one to actually do that thing. You know, I think that those are really blurry lines. I think it can also absolutely like push people in a direction where they're uncomfortable by that and they can find a fence, poke holes, you know, distance themselves, things like that. And I think the thing that has rocked me the most is that you know people have said many things to me on this in this journey. I mean, I've had people that have been like, "I'm with you. I'm with you till the end." You know, and again, like it's all harmless. But this is really important and I want to tell you this today because this is a key thing. This is a key hard truth that I want to be able to give somebody who's in this process. Don't be easily impressed when people say things or don't hold on so much to people's words. You know, it's like love everyone. My grandma had a saying, man, she ruled. She was a pistol. She was this Irish woman. God, I love her. I miss her so much. Her name was Phyllis O'Toole. She was the GOAT. She was wild. She would always say, Lindsay, love many, trust few. Always paddle your own canoe. (laughs) And man, I have held on to those words so much of my life. Love many, trust few, always paddle your own canoe. And, and listen, we can love and trust and offer you know kindness to all, but it is essential when you are doing your work to recognize that you've got to know that people are going to let you down. You got to know that people are going to let you down. I have been so let down, you know, by so many people that I've loved, by strangers, by, by what It's like, you know what I mean? It's like, people are going to disappoint us. They're going to fail us. They're going to say that they're with you. And then they're going to peace. Life is going to shift people in different directions. I talked about that earlier on like when friendships end on my other podcast episode, you know, sometimes circumstances push people into different directions, whether the intentions were good or not good. Like, you know, but what we choose to adopt and mean about those thoughts can really determine, you know, where we're going. And I've had a lot of relational changes business partner changes, a lot of things that have come up, right? And a lot of things to navigate over the last five years. And the lesson I took from all of it, the bullshit, the bad shit, the good shit, everything that came out of it, the lesson I grabbed onto was have my own back. Have my own back. It's something that I, I sacrificed way too early on in this journey, where I, I, I really needed other people, their validation, validation, just they're thinking that I needed them to get somewhere when I took, you know, or, or like what people would think, like, frankly, you know, I, I, whatever I, I took, I took some power back and I recognized that, man, it's like that song ankle biters by Paramore. Like, you know, like someday you're going to be alone. Like, you know, be, like be your own advocate, do your own best work if a thousand people fall beside you, you still got you. And that is essential in where you're trying to go and what you're trying to make happen. Have your own back. Number five, choose peace, ditch comfort. I think these are two different things. Comfort is something that is designed to keep us safe it's where we don't want to an example for comfort would be like I don't want to work out today because I'm comfortable right now and the idea of going and working out and like moving my body sweating doing the whole shebang I I went to a Pilates class the other day it was so fun and I've been wanting to go I've been wanting to go to Pilates I've been like I gotta go to Pilates I gotta go to Pilates I've been reading such good things about Pilates so I was like I gotta go I gotta go I'm like, I'm going to go to this Pilates class. And like right before the class, like, oh, so uncomfortable. Like these, these girls were walking in, they all looked like models. And I was just like, oh my God, I'm so uncomfortable. Like I was so uncomfortable and they were so sweet. They were like the sweetest people ever. And they were like the best shape of their lives. And like, part of me was like, okay, Lindsay, if like you do this Pilates class, you're probably going to look like them. But I was just like, hello, like I just ate a steak sub. So. but like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> and so anyway, I'm, I'm in there and I'm so uncomfortable about like going into the Pilates class. And I think that like my comfort was like, dude, I swear to you, my body was like, get out of here, get out of this class. Like, don't, don't be in this class. Like just go like, it's okay. I was like planning my exit. Comf- that was comfort. My, com- my my comfort was trying to just keep me where I felt comfortable, Okay. The truth is is that actually me doing that Pilates class was so good for me. It was so good for me and it actually helped me feel better. It helped me move my body. I was in less pain when I left, like good stuff, like really good things, right? Comfort will keep us from advancing and growing and stretching and becoming a stronger, healthier, better person. Like my my challenge is ditch comfort. Ditch that. Ditch ditch all that stuff that you want to keeps you safe, keeps you small. Like ditch comfort choose peace peace and comfort are not the same things i think sometimes that we we feel like maybe when we're feeling scared to do something else like we will be like oh my peace my peace is being sacrificed no that's just a growth opportunity for you to take peace is that internal compass that can guide us of whether knowing like if we're in like a good thing or a bad thing and allowing that to guide our decision making, you know, how we interact with each other. And I think that there are many moments in this business that I allowed my anxiety to just rip and ravage my life, my body. And maybe I mistaked it for growth. Maybe I mistaked my anxiety for like, oh, I'm I'm growing, I'm trying, I'm trying to get better. Nah. I think I was just probably operating in way too much like overachieving. Be able to healthfully distinguish between peace and and comfort and recognize that growth is going to feel uncomfortable and it could create anxiety. But also recognizing that if you're working towards building something There needs to be moments of joy. There needs to be moments of celebration. There needs to be moments of win. there needs to be moments where you're resting. There needs to be moments of space away from your work. There needs to be moments where you're living your life. There needs to be moments where you're creating for the sake of just creating there needs to be moments where you make sure you're getting a shower and you're having like a, like a lunch and a slow morning that's peace. That's peace. I think for five years of doing this, I think I chose a lot of anxiety in working maybe because I thought I was supposed to, maybe because that's how I had always worked, but don't mistake the two. Growth can bring anxiousness, but it's not a state for you to constantly live in. Okay. Number six, you're going to feel like you have no idea what you're doing. (laughs) I saw a quote last night. It just summed everything up so perfectly. It was from Drake. He literally got up there. I don't know what he was doing. I don't. I've never seen it before. But he was getting some recognition, some kind of award, and he said to himself, "You know, I, I, I rarely celebrate myself," which I resonated with. And you know, I don't really agree with that. I think we need to do a better job of celebrating ourselves, our wins, our processes. But I think that that's something that a lot of entrepreneurs and creatives struggle with. And. <laughs> And he got up there and he said, like, you know, people have asked me how I got here. And the answer is exactly that. It's like, how did you get here? I, I just kept going in the hopes of figuring it out. Like, period. I think a lot of times, like, you know, we're looking for that step, that that plan, that like secret tip that's going to give us this perfect systemized Ability for us to achieve and climb and all of those things. And I'm going to argue so hard that so much of entrepreneurship is having no effing clue what you're doing. And you're literally just moving forward in operating in that unknown feeling of like, I'm just trying to figure this out. And in doing that, in that unsuredness, you actually end up creating results because you're still pressing forward doing work. Even if you feel like you have no clue what you're doing, it's moving forward in that uncertainty that can create so many results for you. I think there are people that are looking for certainty. They wanna show up if they know for a fact that they can get somewhere. And I think when they believe that they can, they do. But what happens when that belief runs out? What happens when it's not there? That's when you're looking for certainty. And a lot of people back away at that moment. So much of what I've been able to do to get here is choosing to show up in my uncertainty. Really. It's been showing up in that uncertainty of I have no idea how this is all going to work out. I'm just going to keep going like one foot in front of the other. Like I'm just going to try again. I'm just going to try again here today. I think so many people are looking for assuredness. And when they feel that confidence in that moment of they can attain something, it's so easy for them to show up for it. Yeah. But a lot of this process over these five years in working towards a million dollars has been me being like, what the Fuck am I doing? Like for real. For real. Now again, I want to invite you to again choose peace. (laughs) Choose peace. I'm over here like Lindsay, choose peace. But for real. Okay. You're gonna feel like you have no idea what you're doing. And that's okay. That's okay. That's normal. A lot of people feel that way, whether they talk about it or not. They do. So that's why I'm here to try to normalize that. Okay. I forgot what number I was on. I think I'm on number seven. You're going to die to yourself a thousand times. And then again, a million times. (laughs) I was going to call this episode um, a million deaths to a million dollars. I wanted to call it that, but my buddy and my mentor, Kristen boss has an episode called a thousand deaths to a million dollars. And I really just didn't want to steal her thunder. You know, I was like, man, I just freaking love how that sounds like a million deaths to a million dollars. But I was like, nah, that's, that's her thing. I'm going to just make it 10 hard truths. <laughs> but I loved that so much because it's so real. A million deaths to a million dollars, like gang, I feel like I have like died to myself like so many times. There's just so many aversion aversions that have just evolved over and over in this process. You know, there's been moments of feeling like I'm on top of the world and I've got this and I feel so confident. And then like one thing will happen and I'll be like, oh my God, it's like burning. And you know, I or I try to go to another level and then I recognize that like there's this thing that I've been holding on to, and that thing is like keeping me from advancing. And I keep, you know, and and then I have to like kind of die to that version of, of that. Or I've been holding on to a fear or a belief system or a wound. And it just, it's like that thing. And it's like, oh God, here we go again. Like another layer, like another layer of like dying to myself, another layer. Or like, you know what? Maybe I fuck it up like so bad. And then I have to go to someone and just say, I'm so sorry, man. I just really blew it there. Like, can you forgive me? Like I really, I'm really messed up. Oh God, my pride. Here we go. It's like, you know what I mean? Like there's so many levels to this. There's so many levels of climbing to this version of you and you're falling and you're getting back up. And I'm, this is my next point, but there's so many different moments of, of this whole thing. And what I'm trying to tell you is if you're the same If you've been doing this for a minute and you're the same and you haven't grown and changed and evolved, I'm going to really challenge that you're probably in the same place that you've been. I posted photos of me literally last night and there's a side-by-side of myself and from when I started my business five years ago and a version of myself now. There's two versions of those of those people and they're the same girl. They're not two different girls. It's still me it's Lindsay at what, I don't know, 28. And then there's Lindsay at 33. Like, you know, it's still Lindsay Pleviak, but my God, there has been growth and process. It's actually the thing that people sent me messages the most about is you've, oh my God, like you've grown. You got to be willing to grow. You got to be willing to evolve. You got to be willing to change. You're going to die to yourself a thousand times and that's okay because that's, how you're going to get better. No, you don't want to lose yourself. We're not asking that. You don't want to lose yourself. And hey, that's coming from someone who almost lost themselves. That's not what this is about. This is about letting the things that got to go, go. This is about getting better. This is about being willing to press in and be willing to do the hard things that's going to sharpen us and let some of these old things go. Die of ourselves that we've like clung on to that define us, our stories, the things that have held us, the things that we like believe so intensely about ourselves, about what's available to us, about what we can have, what we can't have. There's going to be a process there. There's going to be some deaths. There's going to be some losses. And it's all got to happen to get to that moment. It's all got to happen. Number eight, you got to get back up. You got to get back up. I fell really hard in April of 2021. And then while I fell in April of 2021, I had like dirt like thrown on me and I was kicked also while I was down. So I was like down. I fell down in like April of 2021. I fell flat on my face. I failed. I failed so hard and um, so publicly and so bad. It was just like the, it was like the biggest fail. And it was in front of a lot of people. And then like I fell and I was down. And then while I was down, I pretty much got shat on and kicked. And like someone had me in a chokehold and, and I had to fight like fucking hell. I had to fight like fucking hell to get back up. And you want to know what? When I was laying down, I didn't want to get back up. I didn't want to. I laid there on the ground in May of 2021. And uh, I I didn't want to get back up. I didn't want to fight anymore. I wanted to walk. I wanted to close the book. I wanted to be like, see ya. Can't do this anymore. Can't do it anymore. And then I proceeded to try to get up for about eight more months, eight or nine more months. Almost a year. It took me a year to, almost, to try. To, <laughs> it took me a year to try to get back up. I did not pop up. I did not snap my fingers and come up. <laughs> I literally was down so hard and it took me almost a year to be back on my feet But let me tell you what, that whole year, I wasn't just laying there. There were moments where I would fall back down, stumble, crawl, army crawl. Somebody asked me the other day, what does it feel like, you know, to hit this? And I said, hitting this feels like I crawled over like hot coals and like bled. (laughs) It was the hardest thing I've ever done. I mean, this This whole process has been the hardest and best work I've ever done. And it's so weird to be able to say both of those things together. But when I, but it took me about a year to get back up and, but I, but I got back up. You got to get up. You've got to get back up. You know, our guy, I'm okay. He literally has said, he said, it doesn't matter what, doesn't matter what, how, whether you crawl on your belly, whether you army crawl, whether you're on your knees, whether you're like sliding across the dirt, like you need to move. You just can't stay there. You can't lie down. You can't, if you lay down, you you're dead. Like it's over. It's over. And so much of this journey, I've wanted to lay down. Like I need you to, I need you to know that. I need you to know that. I wanted to lay down. I wanted to stay down. That felt safer, that felt easier, that felt happier, that felt everything. And something inside me just kind of continued to like help me continue to move, even if it was small amounts of moving. You got to get back up, friend. Do not allow life to keep you down. Do not allow the hard things that you've encountered in your process and trying to work towards what you're trying to make happen stop you from doing it. Life is tough. Be tough back. Be tough back and get back up. Number nine, you're going to want to quit a lot. You're going to want to quit a lot. You're going to want to quit a lot. A lot, a lot. It's funny, I had a conversation with my really good friend, Jamie, and we were talking. She's my running buddy in my business, my partner. Like, we talk and help each other on hard days and encourage each other on good days. Y'all need a Jamie in your life. And uh, hopefully she feels the same about me. We were talking, and Jamie said something where she said, I understand, like, why people quit. I understand. And man, when she said that, it felt like the it felt like the most permission anyone has ever like said to just normalize how intense and real that feeling is. And when she said it, I was like, I do too. I know why people walk. I, I understand why people choose different things. Because this work is not easy work. Trying to build something for yourself. It is so hard. It is the hardest thing that you will ever do. Trying to show up, create something out of nothing, trying to change the course of the direction of your life, trying to literally, you know, grow, change, evolve, create. This is not easy work. And anyone that sells you some bullshit lie that it is, they're just lost in their own dysfunction. This is not for the faint of heart. This is not something that just happens and falls from the sky. And you're going to want to give up. I have wanted to give up many times. And I've normalized that feeling because when I normalize it, suddenly I don't feel shame. I don't feel wrong. I don't feel like something's wrong with me. I'm able to recognize that this is this is humanness, this is part of this. this is what every person I respect. There's a lot of entrepreneurs in the world. I don't respect all of them. I respect the ones that have allowed themselves to recognize that these things are normal and that they ch- they then choose something different and that they that 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 to me that to me is something that I admire. You're going to want to quit. And that's okay. It's okay to feel that way. But you get to choose how this goes. And you get to choose what to do with that. And I'm really proud of myself that I didn't. I'm really proud of myself that I didn't. Because it would have been the easier option for me. It would have been the safer option for me. And I've said this many times before on this podcast. I would not have held judgment against myself. Because I had valid reasons. (laughs) But I chose differently. And I'm really proud of that choice. That I decided to see it through. That I respected myself and I valued my team and the work and the time that I had put in enough to see it through. And that they deserved that win as much as me. Sometimes it's not always about you, you know? Sometimes what you're trying to work towards and what you're trying to make happen, like, it is for others. And I do see how so many things around this whole thing are bigger than me. And, like, I am able to take in that, like, this whole thing has impacted people to be able to catch vision for their own life. And even though that that's been hard for me, that is a part of this work that I have to be okay with continuing to choose when it's challenging. And that's a conscious choice that I have to make every day. To continue to show up to you here today to talk to you like this. So far I haven't monetized this podcast. Like I'm not making money doing this. Like at this time there may come a time where I want to monetize it because that's a smart business move and I'm this is a business entrepreneurship podcast and I'm not going to be against that moment if I decide that, you know, that's what I want to do because many people monetize their shows. I think I'm just trying to find like the right uh, platforms and, you know, people that would, I want to partner with that in order to do that. But, you know, I, I show up here because I choose to. I, I want to help you. I want I want to help whoever's listening to this. It's important for me, you know? You're going to want to quit. Just don't quit when it's hard. Don't quit when it's hard. That's too easy. If you're going to quit, go out on top. (laughs) Go out on top. Number 10, final. It's going to take longer and be harder than you thought it would be. It's going to take longer it's gonna be harder than you thought it would be. Do it anyway. Do it anyway. I have said so many times that putting in this work, this whole process, it has changed me. It has and especially today, as I reflect on all of it, I can confidently say that this has been like the hardest and best thing I've ever done. It's been The work that's made me question, like, was this worth it? It's the work that has made me say, should I have just not pursued this? Because that's honest. That's honest. Not everything is about money, friends. You know, and I am beyond blown away and grateful for the work that I've done to be able to create this. But at the end of the day, if I, you know, if there was like a a number 11, there is no amount of money that you can earn in your life to fix your internal world. That's, that's number 11. That's your bonus. That's your bonus tip. (laughs) There's no amount of money that you can earn to, to fix internal struggles. It's a resource that can create so much opportunity, value and you know, security and so many things that 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 money and funds and creating can give us in this world. And and I do believe that we should reach for those things. But there's no amount that can ever, ever, ever secure there's no amount of accomplishment, there's no amount of recognition, there's no amount of anything that can Touch that place inside of you that you're trying to outmaneuver. So be okay if it takes you a little bit longer. Be okay if it's a little harder than you thought. And make a decision today, right now, that that thing that you want to make happen, that goal that you have set for yourself, ask yourself this hard question. If it takes me longer than I thought it would, if it's going to be harder than I thought it would be, should I still do it? Is it still worth it? In the beginning of the show, I asked you, hey, if somebody told you that you can make a million dollars in five years, would you do it? At the end of the show, I'm asking you, it's going to be harder than you thought. And it's going to take you longer than you thought. Whatever it is that you're working towards, that you're trying to make happen for you and for your life. Is it worth it? Despite it all, it was. Thank you so much for listening to In It. If you are loving this podcast, would you please take a moment and rate, review, and subscribe? Your rates and reviews help us be able to get the message out there. As well as when you subscribe to the show, it will download to your phone so that you have the latest episodes as soon as they drop. It will be loaded right to your phone. You don't have to go searching for it. I'll be right there, queued up for you, ready to listen to. Thank you so much. You guys make this show what it is. Catch you next time.